Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is Don Stallion. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Good morning and welcome to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Hope everybody's having a great morning. Happy Tuesday. It's Super Tuesday if you're into that type of thing. But I am Richard Holdridge and I'm just here talking sports with you on uh, this soggy Tuesday morning in West Georgia. We have a lot to cover. We have uh, the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, it looked like they took a night off last night. We also have, uh, you know, I touched up a little bit on the Deontay Wilder Tyson Fury fight that's set in July. I mentioned it on the show yesterday, but I didn't really go into detail on why they're rushing that fight. And then we also have some college basketball action last night. We have uh, conference tournaments going on. We have the Peach Belt Tournament starts tomorrow for your Columbus State Cougars and Lady Cougars. But let's start with the Atlanta Hawks, who were defeated by the Memphis Grizzlies 127-88. to And they were outscored 79-35 to in the second half. Trey Young... Oddly enough, did not make a three-pointer. The Hawks were without Cam Reddish, and that they were doing very well, four and two coming into this game from the All-Star break. And this was a game where they just were ice cold shooting. The Memphis Grizzlies are a great team. They had nine players and double figures, and they're trying to hold serve for that final conference spot for the playoffs. They are currently eighth in the Western Conference, and with their Exciting play from Ja Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr. They have some young players. It's not the Grizzlies team that we're used to from last decade with Marc Gasol and Zach Randolph, Mike Conley, Tony Allen. Those teams were great. I know in 2013, they went all the way to the Western Conference Finals. However, they lost to the Spurs, got swept by them. It's going to be an interesting year for the playoffs. Because for the first time since 1997, you're not going to have the San Antonio Spurs in the playoffs. You're not going to have the Golden State Warriors in the playoffs. You're going to have some newcomers. I don't even think the Portland Trailblazers are going to make the playoffs. And they made it all the way to the Western Conference Finals last year. You know, the Houston Rockets, they have actually surged without Clint Capella. They've gone small ball and they play awesome. Russell Westbrook does not shoot as many threes. The surprise of the Oklahoma City Thunder with new guard Chris Paul and that offense being revolved around him and Steven Adams. It looks like just a different team for the OKC Thunder. Utah looks great with Donovan Mitchell, Mike Conley, Rudy Gobert, who's probably going to win Defensive Player of the Year. And of course, the Denver Nuggets consistently with the Joker, uh, Jokic, and then Jamal Murray. And they have a great team, just tremendous at home. But it looks like we're on a collision course in the Western Conference for the L.A. Clippers going up against the L.A. Lakers in the Western Conference Final. I just, I see the inevitable. It's going to happen. You have bodies that they could throw at LeBron with Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and, and then getting Marcus Morris in that trade to try to get more size and length to try to stop LeBron. 
And, you know, you're going to have to try to stop LeBron and Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis, you know, going to be outstanding. But how are the role players going to do for the Lakers? You know, they got some age up in there with Rajon Rondo, but they have Avery Bradley. They have some great players. In the Eastern Conference, the Milwaukee Bucks, it looks like it's going to be more difficult to break that regular season record as they lost to the Heat. This is the second time the Miami Heat has beaten the Bucks this season. A 105 to 89. So sometimes you'll have an off night in the association. And that's pretty much what happened. The Knicks defeated the Rockets in Madison Square Garden, 125 to 123. They have a new president, Rose, who he's trying to get the Knicks in the right direction. Well, the Knicks have not won a title since 1971. The last time they actually were in the playoffs, it was about 2013, 2014, that team with Jason Kidd and Carmelo Anthony. You know, everybody knows about Lynn Sanity with Jeremy Lin. But the New York Knicks, even though they have talent, you know, R.J. Barrett, talented rookie, Julius Randle. They have a player named Knox who actually shows some promise. So, you know, the New York Knicks, I don't know if they'll ever get back to where they were, you know, in the 70s or the or the 90s when they had Patrick Ewing and John Starks and Anthony Mason. And that was such a fun team. Charles Oakley, Charles Smith. They were a very physical team. Kind of reminded me of the bad boys of the 80s. But it was pretty cool. All right, well, moving on to college basketball. And we only had two ranked teams in action last night. The Duke Blue Devils defeated NC State 88-69. to And number four, Baylor, defeated Texas Tech 71-68. to Is Baylor slipping? Are they going to lose out on that number one seed? I, I feel they will, especially if they lose in the first round of the Big 12 conference play they've already lost two games in the last couple weeks and then barely beating texas tech i know texas tech's a good team they made it all the way to the ncaa tournament championship game last season but you know it's gonna time will tell time will tell because we have conference tournaments coming up and we will determine you know you can't underestimate dayton i think dayton could possibly get a number one seed they've come up on the rankings they're now ranked third. So the new college basketball top 25 rankings have came out, and Kansas is a unanimous number one. And they're going to get the number one overall seed because Kansas is going to win the Big 12. They always do. Gonzaga's going to get a number one seed. And I think Dayton will get a number one seed. And so finally, we have a final number one seed that could be up for grabs between Baylor, San Diego State, or even Kentucky. Kentucky's now sixth. If they win out and they win the SEC, there's a chance that Kentucky could get a number one seed. Yes, they've had a bad loss this year. They lost to Evansville. They have five losses. I mean, it's very rare for a team like Kentucky that has five losses to get a number one seed. They're they're a lock for a number two seed. Seton Hall, I think, is going to get a number two seed. They've climbed all the way up to number eight in the rankings. I think Maryland... They've lost some games. They, they, they're going to drop to a number three seed. I'll have my tournament bracket. Like when the brackets come out, we'll have selection Sunday and we'll break down all the brackets and see who advances. And, you know, my pick to make it to the final four. It's early. It's early. I know that you know, Kansas, you know, they sometimes overachieve in the tournament. They haven't won the title since 2008. And, of course, being a Memphis Tigers fan, they broke my heart with Mario Chalmers 3, but that's neither here or there. You know, Rob and I, we could pretty much talk about that yesterday on yesterday's show because he's a big Memphis fan too, Memphis Tigers. But that's neither here or there. 
I mean, that, that championship wouldn't have counted anyway because of Derrick Rose's SAT. But moving on, we have some good teams. You know, Duke is fallen all the way to number 12 in the rankings. Wow. Duke has lost some ACC contests. We'll see what the the tournament will have in store for them for the ACC play. I know I talked a little bit about the Tyson Fury Deontay Wilder fight uh, yesterday on the show, and you know I didn't even really elaborate on it. I just know the fight is scheduled for for July. Why so soon? You know they didn't fight. You know they fought in 2018 and then they fought just recently. They're they're trying to get a third match. Of what's going to change? Since in, until July, I mean, Tyson Fury just imposed his will on Deontay Wilder. I mean, is is Wilder have a trick up his sleeve? Is he sandbagging? I mean, what? It doesn't make any sense. But you know, boxing in the heavyweight division is back, and it's going to get boxing fans excited again. And I'm looking forward to it. I'm not going to go out and buy it off pay per view, but I may go to a friend's house and watch the fight. That'd be cool. All right, well. Spring training has been underway for the past couple weeks for the local team here in Georgia, the Atlanta Braves, and there is a competition going on at third base between Austin Riley and Johan Camargo. They are doing very well in the spring training games. Uh, Johan Camargo is, is batting over 400. Austin Riley doing very well. Their prospect, Christian Pache, had three hits yesterday. He is playing well. I feel he's going to make the team, but I think he's not going to get called up until the the later the May call-ups. And and one of those reasons is that they want to make sure that he doesn't have a, a contract. You want to give him an extra year. The Cubs did the same thing with Chris Bryant a couple years ago. The Braves did it with Ronald Acuna a couple years ago as well. And that's the right move. You know, let Christian Pache get the call up to the big leagues um, later in, in the month of June. And then that way he doesn't have a, a year of eligibility for you know, rookie status. I talked about on the show yesterday that I feel Kyle Wright is going to be the fifth starter. So if you look at the Braves starting rotation, my projections is going to be your opening day starter is going to be Mike Soroka. Your second starter is going to be Max Freed. And then we go to Fulte. And then we go to Kyle Wright. And because with Cole Hamels out, there's a possibility Sean Newcomb could get that fifth starter or Felix Hernandez. It's really early, but we'll have a better projected lineup for the Atlanta Braves. I mean, no surprise that their their team is, is loaded. I know they lost Josh Donaldson and Brian McCann, their catcher, to retirement. They still have Tyler Flowers as their catcher. You know, Johan Camargo or Austin Riley will be their starting third baseman. I think it's going to be Austin Riley. He did hit 17 home runs last year. You know, Freddie Freeman is solid. Ronald Acuna in the outfield. You know, Nick Barkakis is still there. Ozzy Albies, Dansby Swanson. Got some great players. And with the addition of Marcelo Zuna, and they, they got some pop in the lineup. And I still feel with their bullpen, with Mark Melanson, Will Smith, Sean Green, they got a good bullpen, and they should do well. All right. Well, the NFL Combine ended. We're getting ready to do free agency. We got XFL Week 4. We got a busy week, and I'm going to be here all week to talk about what is going on in local sports here in Columbus and NFL free agency as the Dallas Cowboys may put the franchise tag on Dak Prescott. 
think this is a great move because with a new coach and Mike McCarthy, Dak Prescott could flourish in his offense. Dak Prescott struggled when facing winning teams, and there were times when they were playing elite defenses like the New England Patriots and the Philadelphia Eagles where he couldn't move the ball. But Dak Prescott, he's got the weapons. He's got Ezekiel Elliott, and he's got Amari Cooper. He's got a great offensive line. They have a pretty good defense. We will see. And hopefully Dak Prescott has a bounce-back year under new head coach Mike McCarthy, and he gets the big contract he deserves. Well, I want to thank all my listeners out there that's been listening to my podcast faithfully. Make sure to subscribe to the Sports Beat with Richard Holders. I'm found on Apple Podcasts. I'm also found on Spotify and Anchor. Anchor is actually the podcast uh, platform of choice. So hopefully everybody is able to like my Facebook page as well. And make sure that you're continuing to listen. And I will be back on the air tomorrow. Hope everybody has a great day. And it is Super Tuesday, so we're we're not voting in Georgia. Just, Just to let you know. All right, have a good day, everybody. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.